the question is, are you willing to do things that stretch your vision and push you out of your comfort zone and, and kind of push you into the next level? You know, doing that Park Chester project expanded our vision. I want us to know, hey, we can take on these bigger projects. We don't have all the things figured out. That's okay. We can use a boom fork. We can do infill that's not just by hand. We can install lines and turf. We can do all these things that maybe we hadn't done before. And a lot of those came into play on this Montano project. So why would two guys leave comfortable jobs, move across the country and start a business in an industry they don't know, a place they don't know? And could it be successful? We're Dale and Brian Carmi. Join us as we share our story and inspire you to become people of impact. Welcome to the Impact Without Limits podcast. Have you ever bought a rhino? Foreshadowing. Welcome back, everybody, to the Impact Without Limits podcast. This is Dale Carmi, again, sitting with my brother, Brian Carmi. Hey, everybody. And we're, I think, in the summer, fall of 2006. And that's an interesting question, Brian, because I think we're going to maybe answer this one right off the top. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And we're not talking about a rhino, the animal. We're talking about plug here. The Rhino, a utility vehicle for a utility vehicle from Yamaha. So it, it it's kind of interesting. I mean, what what what's the big deal about buying a Rhino? It, it's kind of a funny thing, but it's a big part of our story. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, just to set the stage, up to this point, we haven't bought anything. <laughs> the most expensive piece of equipment we had purchased was maybe a plate tamper, and we got it used like for a thousand dollars. I mean, we didn't have a yeah. forklift. Oh, we had the dump trailer that Steve bought that got stolen. Yeah, and but we, we didn't, didn't buy that. Somebody else bought that. We had that. some shovels, some rakes. I mean, we were we were pretty Out, bare. Outside of the trucks, we had yeah. Big Blue and Great White. Which, um, Big Blue is back. Can big we just blue take is one back. second? Do we have an applause button here? No. Laugh track. No. <laughs> I thought that was going to be the applause button. We're not laughing at you, Big Blue. Big Blue was the first truck we bought back in 2002, went out to Albuquerque with us, carried us the whole time out there, then came back to Ohio, was in use in Ohio for a while, and then, then kind of slowly slid to the back. And I guess about a year and a half ago, we thought, let's let's kind of put a little polish back on Big Blue. So we took him to MD Body. Shout out to Mike Gabler and, and the uh, team over there um, because they gave us back a beautifully restored 1997 F-350 crew cab, long bed pickup truck. It might be the nicest 1997 pickup truck on the streets of Ohio. It it is sweet. It is awesome. uh, We got it back, uh, well, as we were celebrating Deliverance Day. That'll be another episode somewhere in there. Uh, But yeah, Big Blue's back. So we we went off track a little bit, but that's fun. But I just, I mean. We got to put a picture out there. Blue went through. It's one thing if you're like, take care of yourself like Tom Brady or something. But this, (laughs) I mean, this truck. We took care of blue like you take care of a junkyard dog. Oh my goodness. It was ran out of gas multiple times. Always low on maintenance. Loads beyond anything it should have ever carried or pulled. Installers that didn't care a thing about the equipment. Just anyway. Blue's back. So. The point was we weren't investing heavily in equipment 
And we did get an opportunity that led to us buying a rhino. And so that we want to tell a little bit about that story. And so we talked about Parkchester. Yep. Big job. Huge job. That was in New York City. Um, the largest project we had done in Albuquerque at this point was still probably about 4,000, 5,000 5, square, square feet. feet. That hotel up in Santa Fe. And then we got a call from a high-end private school. We're going to call it Montano de School. Montano. Uh, Montano is a street in Albuquerque. It is. That's good. Um, but <laughs> not the street that the school is on. No, it is not. Montano Day School wanted about twenty-seven thousand square feet. That was big of turf, and okay. it it was like a courtyard area at the school. It was not all just one big area. There were sidewalks cutting through pathways. Yep. Um, so it was there, there was a lot to it. There was a lot of base work that had to be handled. There was drainage. It had to be taken care of. They had the area like the, on the entrance, that area yep. too, kind and, of a big front yard. And and, and, and even had a, a small soccer field, field. Mini soccer like field, Like a yeah. 5,000 or 6,000 square foot soccer field. So that was that was a big project for us to chase. And, and uh, you know, it's not somebody just shows up and says, hey, I want to buy this. You have to earn it. And we had um, the great lady there. Bonnie. Um, Bonnie. And... um you know, we, we're going through the sales process. We're down there um, talking with Bonnie, talking with the school, trying to, one, sell our product and sell ourselves, but also trying to help. How, how can we help you figure this out? Yes, it's a big purchase. So, you know, how can we uh, make this make sense for you? Because, again, we want to be problem solvers. We want to provide solutions. And uh, I don't remember how long the sales cycle went, but it was probably several months. Yeah. And we ended up getting the job. So this is in Albuquerque, far and away, the single biggest job. Yeah. I mean, five times sold. larger or more than any project we had done in Albuquerque. Yeah. And so this was a, this was a huge one. And, you know, once the, I mean, the first thing we had to do was convince them that they wanted to do work with us. And then, you know, we, we finally said, Hey, um, you know, can we get your bin? They're like, yeah, we, we want to do this. We're convinced one, that this is a good fit for us. And two, that you're the right company to work with, but we're still you know, trying to figure out the money side of it, right? They were trying right. to find creative ways to finance it. So we came up with a little program that we called Friends of Friends Montano, which was it really unique. And I wish we we did more of this. And I don't know, it's maybe something we could talk about with the marketing team at Foreverland today. But what we did was we created a program where at their kind of front desk area, we put up a little sign and we called it the Friends of Montano. So anybody that brought their kids there, right? If they wanted to buy a putting green for their backyard or they wanted to buy, um, you know, a landscape yeah, area at their house, basically, if they bought product from us, we would give uh, kind of a 10% discount, but 5% would go to them. Right. No, they wouldn't get a discount. We gave all, all of it to the school. I thought we gave them a discount. Yeah. Maybe gave we gave them the 5% school. and then gave the school 5%. But it was a, it, it really did a couple of things. It created some excitement at the school for the project that was going on. It was a way for people to kind of contribute to it where really they were still saving money, buying something for themselves. It's you know, kind of like some of the schools do those you know, grocery store receipts. Yeah. Yep. Similar idea, except ours was like a lot more program yeah. and things like that. And I don't think you have to spend $300,000 to get 75 cents like you do with the grocery <laughs> receipts, but um, yeah, so it, it was, it was good. And the school was excited about it. The well, parents well, sure. were excited that about cre- it. That created one, it, it and and we learn more as we go. I don't think we knew this going into it. We we're just trying to be problem solvers and get something done. But 
that creates a bond that creates a partnership. When, when we reach out to the school and we come up with this idea and we're trying to help them problem solve and we present this, uh, that was very valuable to them. And they yeah. appreciated our thought and our interest in them and are trying to come up with a solution to help them raise the money to help their constituents. And yeah, it was good the whole way around. Now, I don't know how many people actually used it. I can't remember. There were probably a handful. Yeah, there were a few. Uh, but it just created engagement. Yeah. Uh, it got the people to buy into what the school was doing. It got the school to buy into us. And that was one of those things that becomes a win, win, win. Yeah. And from a little bit of a self-serving standpoint, I was getting our name out there, right? I mean, we, we, we ended up getting, you know, some level of free advertising to all of the sure. parents at the school. So that was great. And we're up there on the sign. Every time somebody walked into that office, we were there and, and promoted and you got people talking about it. So yeah, that was good. So there's the sales side. Then there's the install side. And, you know, we, we go and go to do this project. I mean, it was a, it was a big project. Like you said, there were some drainage issues <laughs> we had to take was. care of. There were a lot of different segments or se- sections we had to do. I mean, it was a, it was a difficult project. Yeah, and, and again, I remember on the drainage, this courtyard kind of all ran down to the center. It was almost like a bowl. Yes. And at the bottom of the bowl, it was like a toilet bowl because the water would just kind of collect there. <laughs> and we had to figure out how to get this out of there. So we put a, we sunk a, what, what a drainage cistern? Is that what you call it? A, uh, yeah. I don't even know what to call it. I, we didn't even know what it was. We didn't know how to do it. But we got this big concrete drain and we dig out a hole in the center of the area. We set the concrete drain down in there and we tie it into the storm water. water. And we had to have somebody help us with that. And we get that set and then you refill the the stone and the base and you build the base to it. But this was like, we're getting into construction and we're used to, Brian, out in Albuquerque, we're used to doing front yards and backyards. Yeah, we, we were used, used to, to scrape out a little bit of dirt. Or if, or if somebody's lucky enough to have grass out in Albuquerque, tear out the sod, put down the stone, lay down the grass. And here we're actually doing things that we really don't have any idea how to do. No, but we got them done. We did. And so um, we also had, if you remember, these rolls, some of these rolls were hundred foot, feet. 80 foot, a hundred yeah. foot, maybe a little more than a hundred foot. So that roll is going to be 1500. It's, it's going to be 11,000, 1100 pounds. Yeah. That's we more than couldn't. I can lift. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty strong, but that is actually it's a just, little bit above. Just outside the range. It uh, yeah. was close. Um, so we've got to solve the problem. Okay. How do we move these rolls? How do we get them around? Now, we had had our experience yeah, in Parkchester. Fortunately, the Parkchester experience with the boom fork. And we had a fork. boom fork. And we're like, hey, all we got to do is rent one of these boom forks or reach forks. We're going to use that. And we had to get a carpet pole. How in the world do we get a carpet pole? I don't know. Because like people don't just have carpet poles laying around. We must have had one shipped out with the turf is the only thing I can remember. Unless we, we, I remember going to some of the local carpet supply companies. And seeing if we could, maybe, maybe we got it from them. I don't know. But somehow we got a carpet pole to attach to the end of the forklift. The forklift. So we're, we're unloading the truck. We're moving the rolls around. We're setting them up. We're rolling them out. Rolling out these big rolls takes a lot of manpower. It's difficult. We had to hire in some temporary help. And our and, crew is pretty limited at this point. When we said when we went to New York, we only had oh, one guy with us. It was that limited came from Albuquerque. To, and then Josh. Josh Gelker and I think... Ruben, Ruben was still helping. Yeah, us I don't on know if that, he right? helped. Yeah, yeah, he was still at Montano. 
and, and we're telling you that because a couple stories grew out of this and this is, you know, don't give away the ending, but this is one of those episodes going to be kind of just about a couple really neat stories uh, centered around this project. So let's start with unloading the roll. So we get this big truck, 53 foot tractor trailer backs up. It's loaded with rolls. We start pulling the rolls off. And so these rolls are 15, 16 feet long. So stacked end to end, they reach the whole way to the back of the truck. So the first ones, when you open the door, they're easy to grab. Those are pretty easy to get. They're right there. You grab them, you pull them off, you set them down, you go back in. When you start getting to the middle, that gets more challenging because you're having to reach back, yeah, grab this stuff. You're back in the trailer, and you know how it is, Brian. When you're when it's bright outside, and oh, I know you're how it there, is. The sun's in your eyes. And you're looking into the trailer. It's dark. You can't. You can't you even can't see. see. You anything. don't know what's going it's on black. in there. Yep. So Brian is. I don't know if you won the toss or lost the toss, but you're driving I'm the behind boom the fork. wheel. So yes. that means Josh and I climb into the back of the trailer. And you say, well, why do you go back in the trailer? Well, you're moving this with this boom fork and you've got a carpet pull and you've got to be very exact to get it into the tube at the center, what we call the core of the rolls of grass. So we're back there and we're telling, you know, up a little, down a little, left, right, move it. And then if it gets close, we can maybe push and move the the carpet pole or or what have you to make sure it gets into the core. So you can slide into there, pick up the roll and and lift it out. If I remember right, we almost didn't like a a relay system where Josh was in closer to the the rolls and he was giving you a sign of, you know, up, down inches, whatever. And then you were, I'm relaying back to you. So I can see you because I can't see all the way in. And and the other thing is when you're extended out that far, anybody's used to for like, like if you move just an inch on the front side of this, the fulcrum, right? The far side of that 30, 40 feet out there is moving feet. Like it's yes, a, a, t- a tiny movement of that arm was retracted is magnified when that arm is extended. Yes. So we're, we're setting you up here. So we're <laughs> reaching back in to get these rolls and it's not just one roll. Like these rolls are piled one on top of another. It's like a pyramid of torture. And Brian's reaching in to, to get the pull in the roll. And I think he got it in. I'm back there getting messages from Josh and Josh is saying, you know, telling me whatever. Well, I turn and I tell Brian, you know, yeah, lift, lift up a little bit because he had, had the, uh, the pull in the carpet. And as Brian pulls up, it's moving a little bit at his end. It's moving, it's moving a, lot. a lot and fast. in the trailer. And I just watch as that the arm of that forklift lifts that roll of grass, just jerks it up to the top of the trailer. Josh is laying on top of this roll of grass because he was laying there, I don't know, yeah, trying to make sure that I know you're asking why is, Josh? Wants to know, why is anyone laying on top of we the may, roll of grass? We I'm may have to, to give Josh the opportunity to come in and defend himself. <laughs> I think he was trying say. to make sure that the pole got into the, the, the tube, but I guess at some point he could have gotten off of it. I don't well, think he was expecting to go for a six foot ride. Long story. So the short. top of these, this trailer is what? Eight foot tall, yes. nine foot, probably eight foot tall. And Josh goes from laying on the roll at about three foot to being pinned to the roof. I think it was a second stack. I think it was like five to six feet where he was laying. And I'm watching this like, oh my gosh. And the grass just launches up, throws Josh into the ceiling, kind of pins him there for a second. And I'm, I'm at Brian. I'm like down, down a motion, drop it down. And Brian goes, boom, the whole way down, the thing drops in a heartbeat. And Josh falls from like eight foot high down and lands on the bottom of the, 
trailer kind of <laughs> on and in between these rolls of grass. And I'm sitting there thinking, Josh Gelker just died. I, I don't know what happened, but Josh Gelker just died. So I go scrambling back and I got to climb over the rolls because he was back, you know, kind of beyond the second set of rolls. And I'm like, Josh, you okay? Are you okay? And then I just hear this. <laughs> and it sounded like uh, Lloyd Christmas and Dumb and Dumber when he falls off the jetway. <laughs> I'm like, well, good. He's alive. And I give Brian the motion. Hey, okay, but you might want to come check I it still, out. I'm, I don't even think at that point I knew what happened. So I go get out of the, the boom fort, come up, and I, Josh is just a crumpled ball of humanity on the, the floor <laughs> of the truck. I At some point, I don't know if you drug him off or if he crawled off, but he gets off and just kind of laying on the ground beside the trailer. Yeah, yeah. He we, we get him out of the trailer. He he kind of moves to the side and lays down. And then what do we do? We're like, hey, you okay? And there was enough of a grunt there that we figured he was really he okay. He was still breathing. So we unloaded the rest <laughs> of the rolls with <laughs> him laying there. He kept working. Oh, Josh. You got, you got to, hey, the, the show must go on, as yeah. they say. So Good stuff. Uh, kudos to Josh for being a great sport. Fortunately, um, he probably still suffers. Um, there was no one slightly permanently injured. Yes, there have been some back problems and issues through his life, but I don't think any of them can be tied to this. He moment. may have had some mental problems as a result of slamming <laughs> off. <laughs> but we passed the statute of limitations, correct? Yes, yes, that statute. Yes. Or was it a statue? It was not a statue. Josh was a statue <laughs> for a moment. It was. It, it's a funny story. And, uh, you know, everybody, when we get together, there's a Brian version, a Dale version, and a Josh version, and they're all slightly different. But uh, it was it's it's a good one. It's good times. But in the end, we got all the roles on. We got this project done. It, it's it's a huge success, right? It is. But we had Wait, uh, there was we had more some temporary help. We did have because we didn't have a big crew. We didn't there was just the four of four us. Of if us. Ruben was involved, twenty seven thousand feet is a lot for four guys to yeah, install. So we we had to call in some some help. Yeah. And I don't know. You remember Sam karate chop Sam from an earlier episode. So he there, came down, jo- came Josh from. recruited him and he came down. That's I mean, this guy's a bear of a man. Uh, what we say? Six, seven, six, eight, six, nine, 300 he plus gets a pounds just, each time. Just big. And then, um, he had a brother, a younger yeah. brother, Ian, who was almost, I think every bit as big as Sam. And we're thinking, we need big guys to help roll this out. And he came down. I think we might even had one other guy, one of their friends or something. So we've kind of got a ragtag crew. They're working. And I don't want to go into a lot of details, but let's just say. It was hot. It was hot. It's hard work. Like, it's hard work. I mean, I, we, we joke around a lot, but when we're working, we work hard. Yeah. And we expect a lot out of the guys working beside us. Yeah, like and to work all day without drinking. Yeah. Without lunch. Yeah. Water's for sissies. <laughs> and. I think it was a little bit much for it Ian was, to get thrown right into Ian that Ian was young. I think yeah. he was still in high school. I don't know if he's quite ready for that. Um, so he, he made tapped out. Half day? Yeah, half day. He had half day, and he was gone. I think if he had a friend there, the friend was gone with him. So we we had a skeleton crew, but we worked hard and we got it done. What Ian did bring to the equation, I think it was him, was we had a little football, football. that said Ian on it. I think it was his, <laughs> unless it was one of the kids at the school. <laughs> And I remember we're like, when we take a little break, we're throwing the football, we're punting the football at the start of the day, end of the day. And we had a great time and I don't steal things, but that football went home with me. <laughs> I don't, steal uh, I didn't like intentionally take it, but I thought it was Ian's and I still think it was, maybe it was a school's. If it was Montagna day school, I'm sorry. I owe you like $3 and 50 cents for a cheap plastic football. 
But we had a lot of fun with that. And that football actually made it back here to Ohio with us. And I, I still might have it out in the garage. <laughs> Knowing you, you probably do. You don't get rid of anything. Uh, but, but but the other thing, what what we opened the, the, the show with? What was the, the rhino? The rhino. We got a rhino. So so we convinced ourselves that a job this big, we had to have a rhino to make it work, to drive around and pick up scraps and move from one side of the job to the other. Did we use the, the drop other. spreader on this one? Oh, we might have man, used it was so uneven. Do you infill. think we did? That's a lot of That would have been feet. a lot of shaking, wouldn't it? I bet we did. Yeah. So if you're going so to pull a, a drop spreader. Brought, bought a metermatic. And, spread the, yeah. So we got the rhino. But anyway, so the rhino ends up becoming a family friend still used over at the warehouse today, right? Oh, yeah, it is. So it's, what? I mean, what, what are we A little we bit faded, a little uh, 17 sputtery. years. Yeah. Still going. So rhino Kudos. and big blue. Kudos there, Yamaha. You built a good one. <laughs> We're giving away all kinds of free advertising. <laughs> so it's kind of a kind of amazing story. And uh, one other thing. The the Route sixty six milkshakes. Oh, who could forget? Across so, the street, Montano Day School happens. To, <laughs> oh <laughs> boy, we're we giving it away. Happens to be located like right on or near Route sixty six, which cuts right through Albuquerque. Yeah, you and everybody has heard of Route sixty six. We actually did jobs we, on Route sixty six. It goes. It's a real road that ran from at least Chicago. Don't LA. I don't know if it, yeah, it goes cuts, further east than Chicago, to Illinois, Arkansas, Oklahoma know, city, Oklahoma. I think, but it's a historic route that, you know, before the interstate system, people would drive and there were stops. And one of the stops is there in Albuquerque. I was just or, called the route 66, route 66 diner, right? Diner burgers and shakes. Burgers. It's a, it, so the amazing thing of this story is we actually ate lunch. We I just did. I just said how we didn't eat lunch, but we did take the guys. Yeah. And I think we went there a couple of times. For uh, burgers and shakes. Somehow Ian worked half a day, but I feel like he was he still there got, for lunch at least twice. <laughs> <laughs> that was, but that was. That was it, it, it's silly, but that was a very us, iconic and a yeah. very memorable moment. One, probably because we were eating lunch, but two, we were eating lunch at the Route 66 Diner. Yeah, and again, it sounds so silly, but for us, this is kind of like we've made it, right? Like the business oh, yeah. is done enough that we can buy equipment, crazy, that we can get burgers and shakes for and lunch? Shakes. Are you kidding me? I think we even got pop with it. There's no way we had. That's crazy. I don't know. Hard to imagine eating a burger without a nice <laughs> pop to wash it down you with. need the icy Coke. But what a, what a great experience. What a great uh, project. And again, it, it kind of launched that that uh, Albuquerque market even further. I mean, we, we had been doing a lot of work, but a lot of the work up to this point had been residential, some small commercial sprinkled in by far the largest project we'd done and kind of put us on the map there in town. And, uh, you know, we, we always, you know, there's fun stories this, we always look for takeaways. And, you know, one of the things that we looked at as we, we told this story was, you know, had we not done Parkchester, I don't know that we, we would have, couldn't have done this, been, we wouldn't have had the confidence to sell this project to know that we could do it. And so the, the question is, are you willing to do things that stretch your vision and push you out of your comfort zone and, and kind of push you into the next level. You know, doing that Park Chester project expanded our vision. I want us to know, hey, we can take on these bigger projects. We don't have all the things figured out. That's okay. We can use a boom fork. We can do infill that's not just by hand. We can install lines and turf. We can do all these things that maybe we hadn't done before. 
And a lot of those came into play on this Montano project. We can bounce our worker off the roof of a trailer and not even miss a beat. <laughs> and, and yeah, you know, as you say that, Brian, we have written down here. It's like the further you go, the more you can see. And then yeah. the more you can see, you're inspired to know that you can go, you can further. go further. And they keep feeding each other. And you're seeing and you're moving and you're seeing, but you're also doing as you go. And, yep. and you're building that confidence. You're building that faith. You're building that belief. So, I, I mean, again, we kind of asked the question, but, the, you know, as, as you're listening to this, the, the application question is, you know, what are your, are you willing to do things that stretch you? Are you willing to do things that pull you out of your comfort zone? Because, you know, sometimes you get people that come in and they, they want to, you know, shoot for the moon and, and hit this giant project out of the gate. Sometimes you need to do just a little bit to get you to the next step so you can see how you get to the next level, to build your confidence, to help you know that you can do it. And I mean, also it's a, it's a reputation builder. It lets other people know that you can do it, yeah, right? You can be I trusted. Mean, one, it built our confidence, but two, Bonnie at Montano probably felt better about working with us knowing, Hey, these guys just installed a 60,000 square foot project in New York. Obviously they could do our stuff. And we used that one. Oh yes, we, we did. We used that a lot in that sales process and we used yes, the pictures and told her the story and I mean, if we can go across the country and put in a 60,000-foot field, we can certainly come down the street and put in a 27,000-square-foot field. And it was much easier to do it locally than it yes. was across the country. So, uh, you know, fun stories, good lessons, hopefully. But I hope you enjoyed this. And, you know, take the time to check out the show notes. I think we're going to have, hopefully, a couple pictures in there. But also, take the time to give us a review. Let us know what you think. Hopefully, again, it's five stars. And if it isn't, Text us or call us individually and let us know why so we can address that. But, yeah, help us spread the good word. Thanks, everybody. Uh, We'll see you again next week. God bless. This is the Fred Carmi reminding you that faith looks up, hope looks ahead, and love looks all around to see whom it can help. Good day.